0: Before we get into today's episode of One Shining Podcast, let me take a second to talk about myself and shout out Through the Ringer. If you're not following the show on FanDuel TV, you can go to the Ringer TV feed on Spotify and watch all the FanDuel TV shows there. Myself, Kevin O'Connor, Joe House, a bunch of talent in the Ringer universe right there. J.J. Bombs, who's going to be coming on Through the Ringer this week. But again, the show is Through the Ringer. It is FanDuel TV and the feed is Ringer TV. Go check it out now. On today's episode of One Shining Podcast, Kyle Mann is back on the show. Yes, we are very excited to have him back. We got a, a normal Monday show on One Shining Podcast. It is all good things. And today, we're going to talk about our favorite draft classes by team. For example, we can talk about the OKC Thunder, talk about Kasan Wallace, Keontae George, and that whole entire group. We're also going to talk about the Wiped wimbinyama video. Yes, that is a real thing that happened. I guess some people didn't see it. Kyle Mann himself didn't see it, but we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about Michael Jordan versus Brandon Miller, the whole saga, the back and forth. Um, we'll mention Will Wade. Again, he had a show calls penalty. That still exists, so we'll get into that a little bit. And uh, shout out to West Virginia. They're trying to do their best to keep things together, but a lot of transfer portaling going on there. Uh, Kyle is here in front of me in person. Kyle, anything else before we get into
2: this episode of OSP? I'm trying to think of a way to trick the ringer into sending me to Summer League in sunny Las Vegas, but first... Woody Durham. Hey, Timeout. Technical, foul. timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul.
0: Welcome back to One Shining Podcast. I'm your host Tate Frazier, and today I missed him so much. We are joined again. Mondays are back. Mr. Kyle, man, Kyle, man, great to see you, buddy. It's good to see you guys too. I like
3: I felt I came I kind of like bounced into the door. I feel like I'm digitally bouncing in the door, like Kramer, you know. And I caught the end of a conversation. I, I just feel like I'm I'm you know crawling in the Sahara for your all social interaction. So just just even a little thimble of hearing what you were talking about, I was like I felt like the desperate nerdy kid at school. I came up to the conversation. I was just like, hey, What's so what are you funny? guys talking about? Tell me. <laughs> can you tell me? I want to know. You know. I just I'm so I'm so starved. But it's it's amazing to see you guys. I mean, I hear Kyle. I hear he's w- wiser and and, and mm. beaming. I've been sort of stalking from afar. Uh, I was trying to visualize him all stately, lean back, looking healthy. Uh, but either way, I'll, I'll have to settle for his 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 voice. He's I'm, the- I'm just
2: I'm I'm amped up, Tate. I'm amped up. Bill's been really talking me up. He's trying to stave off the Cam Whitmore slide. He's really just been telling everybody all the nice things about me, which is I mean they're not true, but uh, that's okay.
0: Kyle has turned into the poster boy of marriage. You know what I mean? Like everyone around the country is like, that's what you're supposed to be. That's what you're supposed to do. And uh, we're happy for it. Kyle also, he was getting worried about you not being on the show. So he was getting a little upset. Maybe that's why he was trying to have some fun back and forth. So now we have you back. Now we're excited to have you back. And we got a lot to talk about in case you missed it, Kyle, man, I got aggregated. Uh, this is the first time this has happened on this show. i very excited about this. Uh, it started on Twitter, and it started with a guy I want to start the show with, Brandon Miller, because uh, in case you missed it, the NBA draft happened. The Charlotte Hornets selected Brandon Miller with the number two overall pick. And this happens uh, about two days after Brandon Miller went on XM, and he said this. He said, Paul George is, quote, his GOAT, his greatest of all time, He talked shit about MJ on uh, a radio interview. He told told the media that MJ airballed a free throw. He told them that MJ needs to lace him up. And then he also told them that MJ is old. I watched this two days before the draft, knowing that there was a lot of uh, scoot love in the background, a lot of Brandon Miller love by MJ and Mitch Kupchak. And I was thinking to myself, either this is the greatest, smartest thing I've ever seen happen in draft, uh, you know, back and forth. Or this is the dumbest thing ever because this guy's tanking his draft stock. It turns out Brandon Miller finally got MJ's attention. Um, this is this is shocking. This this is controversial. We'll talk about all the fallout from there. But first and foremost, Michael Jordan might be in love with Brandon Miller because he made the pick after all this happened. He probably will play him one-on-one in the building when this all happens. Um, What was your thoughts when you saw Brandon Miller go number two? Because KOC was jumping up in the air, fist-pounding, going, I told you, he's number two. Sham Sarania was, uh, you know, mired in a potential controversy. I think that's all made up. But there was a lot of conversation about the number two pick. Then we'll get to the number one pick. But your thoughts, Kyle, man, when you saw Brandon Miller go number two?
3: Yeah, KOC and I, we've we've kind of like, um, you know, I, I feel like we were early on the like having Miller too. We, I mean, in terms of in the conversation now, whether or not like they, you know, end up being, you know, how when we redraft this class years from now, we'll see. You know, wh- I, I think we were just early on poking holes, kind of in Scoot starting that discussion. So I think that's probably why Kevin, Kevin, Kevin has a lot invested in this, and you know, I'm I'm rooting for a, for a win for that one <laughs> in terms of like Scoot and Miller. I mean, um you You kind of have to start well Miller specifically, I think you kind of have to start asking the question of um when where's too far to start like you know expanding the criteria for like what's what's okay to like indict someone's decision making you know mm. there was a lot of discussion about like you know draft night hair or things like that where like <laughs> What do we think about it? You know,
0: what, yeah, Bill turned we, on Anthony black just because of his hair, just because Sarudi said he reminded him. of I wasn't going to say it.
3: I wasn't gonna was awesome. It. But I was like, I, it did make me go back and think like I was trying to, you guys didn't really take the ball on this, but I was trying to think of like, you know, what's the best player ever that had the most questionable hairstyle. Like is, is it, is it an indicator is kind of what I'm throwing out there. You know, I was trying to think, you know, Jimmy had the extensions, you know and I know he was he was sort of taking some ribbing from like Rachel Nichols for that. Um I was I was trying to think of um I don't know, can you think of another great NBA player that's had a questionable hairstyle? Like uh, just quickly here, I'm not trying to turn this into a prompt, but I couldn't think of a big one. I mean, Jason Kidd's think blonde Dennis hair. Rodman,
0: right? I mean, that's well, probably the number 1. I mean, Dennis Rodman was so insane that when I was like 8 years old, we were dying our hair yellow and green in the summer because we're like this is awesome. This is what you're supposed to do. Um but yeah, I mean that Alfred, I mean, the the hair has always been a question mark and maybe Scoot's hair scared off MJ and and Mitch Kupchak. You know, they were like, we want Brandon Miller's like, you know, army fade. You know, we can relate to that. Um, But yeah, Anthony Black, I think when he does cut the hair, he's going to lose two inches. Right. He's going to lose some of his superpower. So the hair can be important as well. Right. It can add the the length that you need to uh, let people know that you're six foot seven, not six foot five.
3: It can add a little bit of a daunting extra thing. I mean, Ben Wallace's hair. I definitely think. I definitely think Ben Wallace's hair the was fro a powerful, was powerful visual. Yeah. It was like he it went had, Super
0: Saiyan. Like as soon yeah. as he got the fro, you're like, oh my god, this guy is unbelievable. Yeah, you're you're kind of
3: you're staring at you're staring at the uh, at the visual there, and you're just like, this guy is. I mean, you know. Um. The other the other one is Nerlens the flat top. I think mm. the flat top gave Nerlens. You know, an extra two or three blocks a game. I think. You know, I I just or it at least get it like lowered the field goal percentage. I think at the rim by about you know eight percent. I think. Right. I don't know. I, I felt like that. I felt like the flat top was a powerful thing. He should have held on to, don't you? I don't know.
0: Absolutely, and I, I wish he could have held on to some of the money that Clutch took away from him. Um, you know that Speaking would have been holding on. Yeah, that would have been great. That would have been great for Nerlens. But it also goes back to like Nerlens was a, a guy who was number one in his high school class, right? It was a lot of hype around him, and then the NBA things changed. So like, as soon as you get to the league, there, there's just a different conversation about you, and you know that goes back to Brandon Miller because he gets drafted number two. I don't know if you saw in Spectrum Center, Hugo the Hornet. I mean, he completely collapses when the pick is announced fans boo uh there's a lot of thumbs down signs uh hold on did
3: hugo collapse from like vindication like think you know finally no. sort of like the red queen at the end of of uh the, the the battle with the night king and stuff like it was just like the battle is won or was it like it was an exasperated
0: hit? like oh no you know like i we ha- we're still doing this michael jordan did it again um that that was his reaction the crowd boos. And then Brandon Miller is obviously told about this, right? He flies to Charlotte. Um, he still has his outfit on from the draft night and his hat on, which I don't know if I love it or hate it. That's the problem with Brandon Miller right now. I'm kind of, I'm fencing because I can see both sides of the equation where I like that he's like a good old country boy that he says he's quote-unquote addicted to muscle cars and he loved playing baseball. That's his number one sport. And when you hear all this, you're like, of course, Michael Jordan drafted this guy. He 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 literally is looking at a, a younger version, a six nine version of himself at some level. And then they ask him about the booze, and Brandon Miller says, to quote, "To the ones who are booing, I'll just let you know we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of wins this year. Definitely, we're gonna try to hold up that big trophy at the end. I'm just gonna have a lot of winners around me. I expect to win the championship. These are these are legit quotes from the number two pick going to Charlotte." And do I Not love exactly the confidence? It I think so.
2: It's like also, when, is he crazy? What's happening? It's like when you play like the franchise mode and you just start mashing the A button. and You're yes. like, what did I say in those interviews? And then you get out and they're like, your, your dress just went down 20%. <laughs> he mentioned
0: the Larry O'Brien trophy twice in his sit-down interviews. And no one in the Hornets building has mentioned Larry O'Brien since the 1990s. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? This is crazy.
3: Probably don't even have lost sight of who he even is. They Are they like, that's that guy who used to work for on Seinfeld? Is that what it was? <laughs> uh, I think, yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's also the other, I mean, the, the unavoidable thing with Brandon Miller, obviously, is uh, talking about indicting judgment. I think there's a whole thing that we can just say and just like, we'll leave that there for now. Uh, but I mean... Yeah. Him challenging MJ. Uh, If you think about like some of the stuff he said, I mean, there's the factual stuff like MJ is old. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. true. There's nothing really, truly wrong with that. But there's also this thing about, I mean, throughout my life with coaches and careers and teachers and things like that, the people who have positions of like they're a little bit, people are a little bit afraid of them or they garner a certain level of respect. I think that they get a little bit of a refreshing dopamine hit from people who, who jerked them out of that that reality that they're in all the time which is always the sycophantic kind of thing where people are just like oh man great cut Michael can't teach that you know like the whole the whole MJ experience is is I mean I'm sure it's just littered with ass kissing I'm sure a lot of his <laughs> life is ass kissing and mm. I, I maybe that's why he's good buddies with Charles Oakley that Charles Oakley doesn't do that you know I'm I'm just trying to think like that could be why. I mean, I, I've known people in the past that like were that type of personality and they really got a kick out of people who stood up to them. MJ, I could definitely see him doing that, you know, or or he's or he's probably kind of looking for that that dog that's in him. And he's just kind of like uh, hoping hoping that he can find it, maybe thinking that that's that's a redeeming quality that trumps a lot of other ones with with players. And I,
0: I personally think he's looking for his Charles Barkley replacement, and I think he loves the idea of it being an Alabama guy. You know, Charles Barkley, obviously a famous Auburn guy, but Brandon Miller's shooting from the hip. He's talking trash. He's engaging the you think, MJ.
2: You,
3: think you, you think he's looking for Brandon Miller to replace Charles Barkley? I think he's trying to stick it to Charles. He's, he's like, I hey, look at this
0: Alabama thing. guy I got. And he's funnier than you. And he's <laughs> look at him taking shots at me. Look at us. We're the two best friends that anyone could have. Um, because based on my sources, Kyle man, uh to to get into source talk, uh, my sources told me that the new ownership had selected Scoot. That was a done deal. And the reason that Shams, who I mentioned at the top, reported what he reported is because the new ownership told him that they are taking Scoot Henderson number two. Now, all that being said, we know Michael Jordan, Mitch Kupchak, uh, at the end of the day, they were going to make the basketball decision. Mitch Kupchak had an affinity for Brandon Miller. Michael Jordan, I guess, fell in love with Brandon Miller. And now you have a situation where Brandon Miller gets drafted. He gets brought into the fold. He's already talking to LaMelo. They're, they're, they're having their little rat tie back together. But then the new ownership is about to come in, have majority ownership, obviously, have the the decision, the keys to make decisions now. And I think it's going to be fascinating because Brandon Miller is not their guy, technically. So now we get in this weird world where Brandon Miller could be the greatest success ever, but you know how owners work, right? They, they're just going to you know, be upset about the fact that they didn't get quote-unquote their guy. So I think that's the most fascinating part of Charlotte right now. It's well, Nick Smith wearing double zero, which kind of alludes to the fact that Miles Bridges will be back. That's that's a whole nother, you know, legal wrinkle we don't want to get into and all that sort of stuff. But the team itself is going to have a lot more questions than answers, and they're going to have a lot of talent as well. Um, And it's, it's not quite jailblazers level. Uh, but it is going to be, they're not going to be necessarily the heroes of the NBA, I don't think. I think they might be much maligned. And I wonder what a new ownership group does with that, right? Because MJ, you know, he got wooed by Brandon Miller. He liked the back and forth. Um, I think he thought it was great. And then he's also like, okay, now I'm going to be a minority owner. I'm going to wipe my hands clean of this. Good luck. Uh, moving it's forward. a weird thing
3: to let somebody do on the way out the door. Right. I don't <laughs> know. It's it's a weird it's a weird last decision. Like, hey, it's one last this hit.
0: You know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> he's like, let me do this one last time. And let me get yeah. out of here.
3: <laughs> I don't know. It's just like letting the next owners of your ha- like ha- like the it's like letting the previous owner of your house make a big decision for you mm-hmm. as you move in. Like, you know, like I, I'm going to you're going to pay for this. I'm going right. to make this huge renovation decision. That's going to maybe be a problem for you. Yeah, he's like, we're building a r- pool in
0: the back. Uh, good luck with that. I know it can be expensive. We're
2: pivoting from open concept. Yeah, we're closing right. off some yeah. of these
0: rooms. Yeah. And you're like, I like the fire pit in the backyard. <laughs> I really was excited about that. He's like, it's gone. Uh, it's pool, gone. pool on the way. And it'll yeah. be salt water. Um, You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what, that's basically what happened. And now I think Charlotte is reeling a little bit because nobody knows what to celebrate. Um, and they also don't know what it looks like because I think Brandon Miller, in their minds, they're like, we took the best player. BJ Armstrong came on the show, said, Charlotte's advice, take the best player. I think Mitch Kupchak believes they took the best player. I think Michael Jordan took the player that he thought had the most dog in him, right? And, uh, and now we're going to see what happens, but I just thought that was so fascinating because, you know, Shams was getting crushed about this, and it's like he actually had good information. It yeah. just was from the people that didn't have a final say in the decision. And that's why Woj was so set on what he was set on. Um, the, in And the odds, everyone talked about the odds, but I just thought that was fascinating. It was like both both these guys who are the insiders are getting the the right intel, but it just comes down to who actually made the decision. And Michael Jordan said, I want Brandon Miller, and now he's in Charlotte.
3: Are you trying to get a free m- meal at Momofuku or Nobu from Shams, Tate? Is that what this is about? I, it kind of feels like you're kind of defending, you're, you're really going- I'm not going- defending
0: him. I'm just saying I saw a lot of people trying to say that he was colluding- And I don't think he was colluding. I I think that he was getting the right information. It just was from the wrong source. And one of my favorite things to say on the show is right logic, wrong pick. Uh, He had the right intel. He made the wrong pick. Um, And yes, the lines moved accordingly. And yes, he does a show with FanDuel TV. So do I. So do I. And people were telling me until I wasn't able to swing lines, Kyle, man. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I can't. We've had some meals where you were like, watch me affect
3: this line right here. And you like leaned <laughs> over to your phone. I'm just saying, guys, I, you can't fully acquit Tate. He's he's there's a reason he's backpedaling. <laughs> My wife and I do that sound whenever we were like backpedaling, like teasing. You say, right. And so that, you know, maybe we'll we'll add that for later, Kyle. I don't want to tell you how to do your job. But, um, you know, I, just give me a couple <laughs> good takes. I'll pick
0: the best one. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll, That's we'll Michael do, Jordan we'll that walking later. out of the Hornets building right now after selecting <laughs> Brandon Miller.
3: <laughs> well, uh, how, where are you in your coping? I know you said you talked to BJ. I mean, like, where, where <laughs> are you in the stages of grief right now, Tate? Cause I know you, t- you took this really hard. Like, I could hear it in your voice on the draft pods I was I told I told I told the Twitter I was like I felt like I was in a full body cast with Poison Ivy a few different times listening to you guys talk about different subjects mm. but listening to your anguish over the over the Hornets thing I mean how are we feeling like I mean are, are you coming around to it or are you open to Miller because I think they're kind of interchangeable for me it was kind of a it was kind of a 2A2B thing for me with Miller and Scoot they're both good players I have some thoughts on Charlotte, specifically the environment, like in a vacuum, Miller, but are you coming around to it at all?
0: I got a great um, like, a correlation point from someone that I spoke to on the phone, and they said, think about it like this. This was the 1997 draft. The Spurs got their Tim Duncan. They got their Wimby. And then with the number two pick, you guys got Tracy McGrady instead of taking him at number nine. And then the third pick is Scoot Henderson, Chauncey Billups. And I'm not saying they're all one-to-one, but the way that they described that, in my mind it was like Brandon Miller actually superseded at Alabama got on front street and now we saw his talent and he's 6 foot 9 and at worst he's a catch and shoot guy and it's nice to have a catch and shoot six nine guy like a Cam Johnson uh, is, is a good you know example of that right so that's you you're not it's not a major miss by any by any means and if you ask what stage i'm at i think i'm at the stage of acceptance and i want to embrace Brandon Miller as much as i can i just for whatever reason Every time that Scoot, I watched Scoot, and I obviously watched him play Wimby at the start of the year, I just felt like he had franchise player level, you know, ceiling. And I think that Brandon Miller is your number three, number two guy ceiling. Which maybe with Lamelo, if Lamelo is the number one guy, it makes a lot more sense. Which goes back to does the fit make sense? But um, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm at the stage of acceptance. I want it to work out. I just I see Scoot, and I see Scoot wearing double zero. And uh, and I know he's getting ready to just wear one zero with the Portland Trailblazers. And I'm like, that guy looks like a franchise guy. I'm excited to watch him play. And in a time where American basketball U19 is losing to Slovenia by 12 at halftime and, and making me panic about the future of American basketball, we need American basketball stars. I think Scoot is a star. I believe he will be a star. Um, in Portland, it might be a nice, uh, little redemption piece. I mean, Bill was talking about on the show. He's like, is this, you know, the Sam Bowie redemption for Portland and, and, and it's at the hands of Michael <laughs> Jordan and I'm like keeling over, I'm like, stop, please. I'm Holy, already dead. <laughs> Only
3: his brain makes those connections. It's a superpower. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm kind of thinking back, like in terms of like weighing them against players, uh, as players, like. For me, for me, the Hornets. If you're com- coming out of this draft, like, what are you looking to accomplish? Like, I-, I think personally, you can you can look at it like in the sense of let's just get the best elite, the most elite talent that we can. In terms of ball skills, I'll probably repeat some things you've heard a lot, and you probably heard me say them before. But I mean, at six nine, if you, it, bare minimum, like you said, he's a movement shooter. Like he he has really quick, like catch to shoot, dribble to shoot. Like he's very quick with his jumper and he's and I think that his upside as a dribble shooter and a ball handler at that size those are rare things that are hard to get and in terms of like the ball skill package coming into this draft his is more polished than scoots at, at seven inches taller or a high scoot might be six one I've made this point like i I stood next to him at that exhibition game in Vegas and I'm six one and a half and he wasn't if he was taller than me i like I don't know anyway I'm not trying to split hairs over six <laughs> one or six two but he's not that big crazy long arms obviously but like Miller just um the question will be like can he get to the rim because his passing feel I think is as good as scoots honestly and I don't feel like that's a very controversial thing I think like in terms of like the the frontier for his development and like the the growth plate for where he could go as an on-ball guy is amazing but the flip side of that for me what I was buying into was the idea of scoot you know, sometimes you'll have sort of a body that kind of works in the NBA, but you need kind of a soul and a, a spirit, something to go into it. I'm speaking in really like nebulous, kind of metaphorical terms here, like but it. like you sometimes you need, you need kind of something to inhabit that body and give it direction and purpose. A lot of times that's a star player. You'll have like, like the Spurs have a lot of like, We've got we talked about how much the Spurs sucked for the past year and a half. And then suddenly when you you have something that that all of those pieces are moving around, we're like, oh, the Spurs got some pieces here. They got some things that make sense once you have a Wimby. I thought that like in the basketball sense and the off-court sense, Scoot would have been a ama- an amazing thing to drop into what the Hornets already have. I saw that. And when I look at what the Hornets did in the draft, I mean, I don't know if you want to, do you want to segue into like our favorite teams or things like that? Or you, or you want to go ahead and talk about the Hornets? I can really quickly if you want.
0: I think, I think we'll go and do our favorite draft classes after the break, but you mentioned Wimbinyama, I wanted to quickly ask you about the wiped Wimby video. What is your oh, yeah. panic button level quickly? And then we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and do our favorite draft classes. If you didn't see this, Wimbinyama puts on his Spurs jersey, number one, he's looking fresh. He's looking crispy, gets out there starts taking jump shots, like got a little, you know, pip in his step and bricks everything, clank, 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 clank. <laughs> and then he dunks it and walks back in the tunnel. Uh, the Spurs social media team did put it up originally. They deleted the video. It feels very like LeBron, Jordan Crawford, very Michael Jordan, OJ Mayo, right where we delete the tape and get rid of it forever. Um, what did you read into this? Uh, I think I did. I think I maybe did too much. I, I think that Brickter like Wimbenyama is what they're calling him on the internet, I, and it's ouch. tough. Yeah, ouch. Just like uh,
3: that. Yeah, I, I did. When you sent me Brickter, I I honestly I, I've I've been a little I've been playing a little bit of catch up, obviously, but I tried I tried to find I typed Brickter and I was like, what is he talking about, Brickter? It sounded it sounded like a like a video editor like on YouTube or something like Bricktor or something, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, if if, if you're looking at how to run your organization. And I'm the person to go to, to ask this. Uh, so
0: <laughs> kind of like
3: that it was a joke. Uh, no, I mean, like if you, the Patriots, you remember how they used to have that philosophy. At least this is what I heard, which was, you know, everybody in the organization kind of needs to have like a feel for the scouting philosophy. You know, top to bottom. I don't know if it went all the way down to like the the custodial services type thing. But I think your, your social media people need to know ball, I think is what I'm getting to. And I'm not accusing the Spurs social media team of that maybe indirectly i am but they made a judgment call there that was probably not the right one uh i think because once the toothpaste is out it ain't going back in because there are people that people are masterful with this shit on instagram like it you know it's something we saw there were like a couple pixels of jaw flashing a gun and you saw the repercussions the you know justified repercussions of that and I'm just saying, once it's out there, it's out there. So I, th- I think you need to kind of at all levels have a better filtering system for this kind of a thing. You know, he goes out there and bricks a few shots. I think that you need to have kind of the presence of mind, top to bottom in your organization, to know, like, hey, let's do that again. Let's. I mean, was that like a? <laughs> was that like a? Was that like a a, a public?
0: I think a, that, from a what photo I gather, shoot? like where multiple camera full. angles, it, 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 I think it was a beat reporter that took the video and then he put it out and then the Spurs took it and then they put it out themselves. And then everyone's like, why? What are you doing? If anything, maybe you just put the dunk at the end, right? Because he, he misses like five straight shots and then he dunks it and goes to the tunnel. Maybe just start when he gets his rebound and goes and dunks it and then goes to the tunnel and you're like, Victor's in the building. Uh, I have a lot of questions. Where were the shots from? I mean, he 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 bobble. I mean, he went all over. I mean, he he took like a little like elbow jumper. He jumped, went out of the three point line. He went to different sides of the floor. He went. He tried to do like a little around the world action. And guess what? Brick from everywhere. Clank, clank, yeah. clank, 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 clank. Dunk. What's uh? How bad were the misses? Were they air balls? Were no? They they're like bricks. back rims. They're bricks. And then, okay.
3: They're okay. straight bricks. So, all right. Okay. Like a brick what was he Mason? wearing? What was he wearing? Like full jersey. First, yes, it was full
0: jersey jersey, number one. Wimbenyama. First time I've ever seen him in the jersey, and it Mm. was. It was ominous, right? right cuz like,
2: that's the other thing. It's like it's not like this is like, you know, late July and like, mm-hmm. you know, there's only like three people around the office or something. This is like the first time people were going to see This him. is the
0: first time I saw him in a Spurs jersey with number <laughs> right. 1 Wembyama. Yeah, he broke everything. One, yeah. It like I, I know first impressions aren't everything, but my first impression is bust. Come <laughs> oh, <God>. That, <laughs> that <laughs> clip that. No, well, I mean not not that he will be, but it. I'm saying that's that's what they set him up for. That was the problem, you know what I mean? And and then you know what they did, which is also genius PR, they immediately called Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, David Robinson, <laughs> and Sean there. Elliott and said, Go An get dinner with this crew, guy basically. tonight. <laughs> Go get dinner tonight. We gotta put this, we gotta put this picture up. So we changed the narrative. Um, it was very much like Zion when he went and did that little fundraiser after the Mariah Mills stuff came out. You know what I mean? It's like we got damage control <laughs> right now. One to
3: one comparison. That, yeah, that's sure. what
0: the Spurs did. They they were like, We gotta get our we gotta get our guys in here. Um, and it was a great picture. I mean, I shout out to Victor. I immediately forgot about the video that I saw. And like, that, like I said, it's been white from the internet, so nobody can worry about it anymore. But the picture was awesome. He's taller than David Robinson by about three or four inches. Uh, Tim Duncan looks like he's running like, uh, you know, a, a cafe in the Bahamas, you know what I mean? Definitely. He looks, he looks like he's yeah. having a great time just going to the beach, swimming with the dolphins. So that was great PR by the Spurs, you know, to, to manage that. But the, the, the first thing that we saw was not good. And now that it's been wiped from the internet, maybe we just wipe it from our minds. So I take it back. No longer a bust. Uh, in fact, do you he's think a champion. that
3: was? Do you think that that was like a blood magic spiritual event on the level of like the goat at Wrigley Field and like the Spurs being like diligent, you know, sort of agents of the of the situation spiritually they were like we have to come in here and like cor- course correct the the bad cosmic forces here yeah and that's why they went to the that dinner you think that's what's going on it was
0: bad juju and they responded in the right way they were like we got to call in the a1s to get avengers here asap assemble. yes avengers assemble get to san antonio now and yeah. uh and i can't believe tim duncan actually came
3: yeah, that that photo is fascinating because, you know, you forget how tall Sean Elliott is, number one. Right. But also uh, it, it threw a, a few things into 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 my mind, which I mean, like Tim looks like he's wearing flat out like work boots. Like you, <laughs> you mentioned he was running a cafe. He literally looks like he's been working like in a, in a cafe. He looks like, like the he,
2: happiest one out of all of them. Like, he's just he's serene. fulfilled. Right. I don't know what
3: he's doing, but he's fulfilled. He's always I mean he's always had that. I think he was ready to he he was ready to move on to that. But I mean Jokic is going to have that too. I always say we're never going to see Jokic again when he retires. But in this photo, I mean a couple things here. It might be a, a, like a perspective thing. Sean Elliott's a little closer to the camera, you know. David Robinson, does he have some of the like later life shrink kind of thing going on because my my dad and I have talked about this where he was my height and I like tower over him now. I don't know if you've had that experience with your dad at all Tate, but I'm kind of curious about the perspective. No comment. My dad there. will get
0: mad if I say that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it happens. You you lose, like, an inch, maybe an inch and a half, you know, at some point, right? And I, it yeah, does feel a, like he's, like, kind of, like, hunched over a little bit, too, in that picture. He's not standing straight up. Wimby's standing straight up. He's trying to show true. that he's 7'5".
3: Yeah, and then Manu just looks like a 5'9", like, math teacher. Like, I don't know, like, what's going on here. Or, uh, you know, or the cool the cool teacher at school. That's mm-hmm. kind of the vibe I'm getting from looks Manu. Looks like the guy maybe that he fixed, fixed my
2: watch yesterday. <laughs>
3: like literally he does yeah, he resembles like him, him. Yeah. oh okay might have been manu for all we know that guy has a lot of skills he's like i he's love to watches
2: i'm a watch guy
3: <laughs> no it's a, it's an incredible photo um yeah i mean he he really i mean in seriousness he is like he's entering like an alumni group that is going to be like really set up and that was one of my points about him throughout not that wimby's going to need a whole lot of help to succeed but uh, yeah, that alumni group is going to be amazing for him to tap into. We'll see how much it actually matters, but on the breaking stuff, time will tell. I well, don't know. I mean,
0: it. I, so you, you can act like it didn't happen. I mean, I wa- I didn't want to see it. You know what I mean? That's all, that's what I want to put out there. I did not want to see this video and whoever took it and propagated it and put it out there. They're obviously a Wimby hater. Low key. There's someone that wanted scoot Henderson. Number one in the Spurs building find the rat. You know what I mean? It's like the departed. So someone go find the rat. I don't know who it is, but uh, it's not Wimby's fault and the the dinner made up for it. And that's all we can say. Uh, Kyle, Kyle is waving at me. We got to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about our favorite draft classes uh, in the 2023 NBA drafts.
1: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm.
0: All right, we're back. And uh, one of my favorite things, Kyle, man, is looking at the picture, like the PR picture of the draft class for each one of these franchises. And then, you know, I, I try to put together who's got the Exhibit 10 contracts, who's got the two ways, try to build out the draft classes. Not every team, you know, some teams have a solo draft class, like the Atlanta Hawks have just Kobe Bufkin, um, for example, Jordan Hawkins with the Pelicans. And, you know, th- those are just two, like, one offs, but usually you have a little class together. Um, so I wanted to go through some of the teams, run through some some of our favorite draft classes. So uh not the best draft classes to clarify, right? A lot of people will get upset about this, but our personal favorite draft classes, I'll throw it to you, Kyle, man. What is one team that you look at their class and you say, uh, oh, I like what they got going on. And why is it the Charlotte Hornets? Just <laughs> well,
3: the, the The Hornets. I want to start there though. Okay. I mean,
0: I, like we were talking, uh,
3: there's, there's an interesting th- thing going on here. I mean, I'm assuming the Leaky Black thing there is just to maybe sell some tickets to to their summer league games. I don't know, get some North Carolina alums out to Vegas. I can't I don't wait. Know what, the, what? I'll be yeah. I'll be
0: right there. I'm trying to find my Leaky Black summer league jersey. And yeah. he's on a two way, Kyle. Man, he's not not even exhibit ten. This guy's got a full two way.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe maybe my theory is 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 off there. I was being a little too uh, I was being a little too flippant. he's He's more valuable to the franchise than I was letting on. I, they They have some interesting pieces. I mean, throughout the year, KOC and I have argued about Nick Smith. Where it's gone, it's gone to some extremes at times. Where uh, KOC was ready to dismiss him completely, and I was like, "Just hold on," you know. Like there was a lot K- because I watched. You know, I
0: spent a lot of time. <laughs> KOC and just, lives in like very extremes. He's like, he's like <laughs> literally get this guy out of my face, uh, like KOC, Jordan Poole, for example.
3: <laughs> we're good enough friends. I can I could talk about him in this way. KOC's kind of like Buster in that scene of scene in Arrested Development where they're like all sitting around talking, and then Buster goes on that tirade laced rant where everybody's like whoa wow like he just he comes (laughs) strong sometimes that's the guy's thing he likes to come strong like wow hot Uh, (laughs) i'm like yeah nick smith's jumper he's like he should be shipped out of the country uh no i (laughs) mean he's like i'll see you in china (laughs) (laughs) uh no i mean nick smith it's he's a polarizing player but i think if you think he's basically a more skilled version of what they were looking for with book night a few years ago so Mm -hmm. i mean he's he's gonna it's gonna be up and down, but my main thing is they added some ball skills you know they added some shot creators, guys that are gonna be fluid, but it's a really skinny group. I'm a really big fan of james Najee, um a guy I've talked about this on a couple different shows I, he's very raw offensively my interesting thing now too here is that like. Charlotte has like three or four big guy cakes baking here at the same time. Like Nick Richards is like 30 years old by this point. I don't know if I could, he's kind of what he is, but I mean, you think Mark Williams and then you think, uh, you know, Kai, it's it's just the nausea thing I think was worth taking a chance on. Um, they're an interesting, I think they're going to be, I've kind of been like going through and putting badges next to some of these groups. Like this is a summer league group. This is a, Oh, that's perfect group. You know, they're one of my summer league groups. Uh, just because I think they're going to be entertaining to watch. But uh, yeah, when I thought that the Celtics got nausea, I was like, wow, you know, uh, the Celtics, you know, they got Jordan Walsh too. I was like, they may may never get scored on again, Tate. I was like the defensive prowess here, um, you know, they've chosen chosen to just cut the water off completely. But the the Hornets are, are interesting and fun. They're not my favorite. I just think... The group of guys that they got are interesting. They got good values, I think, throughout the
0: draft. Right. They got Brandon Miller, Nick Smith Jr., Amari Bailey out of UCLA, who's a former five-star guy. His mom, once upon a time, was, I guess, being hit on by Drake. That was what he was most known for. Successfully but he's, hit on it. He, successfully like him yeah, right. Yeah. And he yeah. did it he did a great job at the combine. Amari did. He really did. And uh so I thought that was good value when they got him. Then James Najee, who, like you said, Kyle, man, a lot of people had him as a first round pick. They got him early in the second round, leaky black on a two way, and then Nathan Menza. So in general, the Hornets have a fun group. One of the other teams that I thought, um, I thought they had a great draft, and I like the the summer league team that they're putting together, that's the Utah Jazz. And uh, what Danny Ainge did with Taylor Hendricks, Keontae George, who I thought Keontae George was gonna be a lottery guy. So for him to fall to sixteen is, you know, that's great news for the Jazz. And then Bryce Cinsiball, who kind of fell out of favor at one time. He was rated as high as a lottery guy. There were some injury concerns, but to get those three guys in the first round. I think you know is great for the Jazz. I like those three guys, and when you look at the picture of the three of them with the jerseys, you're like, "Wow, the, the Jazz made the most out of this draft class."
3: Yeah, uh, really leaned into shooting. I yes. mean, like this is an incredible group. If you even just look at the top line of who they got, you know, if if you know, it, like Hendricks, obviously a movement shooter, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a good shooter at the next level. Uh, Keontae George. Obviously can shoot it a little bit off the dribble, you know, is a creator. And Sintabal is sort of like a, a self-creator too. So they they hit on that. But then you look at like Joey Hauser, Hauser, and then you even go into like Keshawn Justice for Santa Clara, who shot like over 35% in like every major play type That, that from three. Tavion Kinsey is a big-time shooter from Marshall, who's a guy on an Exhibit 10. They
0: were just like, go get some shooting. And they, and they did it in this draft. I think they succeeded. And Danny Ainge gets another Hauser. I mean, obviously, Sam Hauser playing with the Celtics. He gets Joey Hauser on a two-way. That was one of the names that got me. I'm like, oh, my God, Joey Hauser. They've done it. Um, another team I wanted to flag, and mainly because I know that you love him so much and I wanted to talk about him, Kason Wallace. I thought this was an amazing pickup for the Thunder. Um, Bill Simmons, Kevin O'Connor were in agreement on that. But I love Kason Wallace and Keontae Johnson. Keontae Johnson, we all remember what happened at Florida, um, a very scary incident. He goes to Kansas State last year, gets to the Elite Eight. Um, gets, you know, medically cleared for the NBA draft. There are a lot of questions around will he, won't he? Um, but to get those two guys drafted to the Thunder, it's like these guys just keep the, the rich get richer a little bit with the OKC Thunder. They also get Justice Suing, who I think is a, a upside signing. He was Ohio State's best player at times last year. Adam Flagler from ba- from Baylor, who um, yeah. you know comes in as well, who I think can do some good stuff for them. So the OKC Thunder is another team that even though the, you know you only get two guys in Wallace and Keontae Johnson that you draft. I like what their summer league team can look like. And I like the upside of Keontae Johnson. I think he's going to be a real player in the league. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to
3: assume, I'm going to hope that, yeah, we probably won't see it. But I mean, I think if we if we see Santa Clara, Jalen Williams coming in and run point, kind of the way that they oh, yeah. did for the Grizzlies, that's going to be really fun. And we, uh, I like, I mean he's been on a tour saying basically that his name is pronounced Kassan, right? Is it Kassan Wallace? Oh, is he's going the, by Kassan now? Okay. I, I feel like did I not hear that? Yeah, K- you, Or
0: Kassan, not Cassan. Quezon. Sorry, go. sorry. Uh either way. Very um, Duke no, moved I'm, by him, by the way. Duke people love to do this. They're they're like, they have a name, and then you're like, okay, I think it's Trevon Duval, and it's like, no, it's Trevon Duval. You're like, what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what what did he just say to me? I had a friend who told me how to pronounce uh,
3: Brittany one time. They were like, "No, it's Brittany." I was like, "I can't." What? <laughs> what the are country's we not even around anymore? You
2: don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a There is a
3: There is a point <laughs> with names where, like, if you're correcting, it's just like you're you're setting yourself up for a life of conversations. Unless you enjoy that. Unless mm-hmm. you enjoy that. My wife thinks that me going by my middle name is such a hassle. I'm like, it doesn't bother me that long, that much. We have one conversation about it. We move on either way. Uh, that one that that I go by my middle
0: name as well. So, I mean, I'm right there with you. People will figure it out. Figure it out, folks. Uh,
3: (laughs) no, I think another, like this guy will probably do nothing because I said something about it, but Hunter Maldonado from Wyoming, I think is going to be a fun, uh, I mean, I think he's like, yeah, he's old enough to rent a car at this point too. Like he's, he's an older guy. I think. I really think he might be like pushing twenty five years old. He's older, uh, but he, he's a fun pickup for them. They'll have a fun summer league team. Uh, the, one of the ones that I would like sort of file into the that's perfect um, is the Miami Heat, and that's mainly just because of one guy. I mean, Jaime Jaquez is a guy that we've swooned over. I was shocked that he went as high as he did. Same. I mean, I thought I thought for sure. I mean, they must have just been like, we don't give a shit. That's our guy. We're gonna go get him. Um, I mean, that's he what fits I heard what they- that
0: they were trying to trade down. And then they were worried that if they traded down to 25, 26 range, that they wouldn't be able to get him. So they just held Pat at 18 and took him.
3: Yeah, yeah, makes sense to me he's a he's somebody that just does all kinds of stuff i mean he adds he adds sort of like connective playmaking he's a very smart cerebral role player uh him training kind of behind jimmy is a great stylistic sort of thing that makes sense to me another one that like i think is just kind of funny is like drew peterson strikes oh, me i love somebody. Drew peterson drew peterson from usc so you know i, I know usc is leaving the, the pack now but like i it's it's just interesting to me that two of these West Coast guys that they they took them because, well, Drew Peterson has like a lot. He's, he's a really versatile player. He gives you a lot of different sort of looks. Uh, he's a smart player. I just think with Miami, he's somebody that could get into that system and just like have some moments, you know, because you can't underestimate that at this point based on what we saw in the playoffs. We were just like, what the hell is going on here? We clearly don't understand what they're doing. Peterson, I've got my eye on that one. I know he's an Exhibit 10, but he strikes me as one of the Exhibit 10s that could sort of climb into a,
0: a steadier footing. And Drew Peterson, if he got the right eyeballs on him, especially after his sophomore year, you could talk yourself into him being a second round, maybe late first round just because of his size. He can create yeah. for himself. I think he's a really good player. And also shout out to Hami Hakes. He was already at Club Live. He's already in Miami working out. I mean, these are, talk about heat culture. The guy gets it. And as soon as he got picked there, it just made too much sense. He was also doing some interviews in Spanish down there already. I'm like, it's kind of like, Let's it, go. it's almost too perfect. Um, and I hope that Jimmy takes him under his wing because um, they play very similar, in my opinion. I think that they he shades of Jimmy Butler um, on his best day. So that's, that's something that I wanted to flag as well. Another team that had no picks in the draft. But I thought they did a really, really good job of putting together some talent. Um, the 76ers, the Philadelphia 76ers, the two-way gods. Uh, they get my guy, uh, Azul, Zo Azulas Tubelis from Arizona, um, you know, who's the runner up for Pac-12 Player of the Year, big fan of zoo Love the way that he can start the break. He should be playing point guard in summer league. Uh, they also get Terquavion Smith, who Ryan Rosillo loves, uh, NC State kid. Everyone talked about his frame, how slight he is. I don't care. I think DeQuavion can score. I think he can really, uh, you know, get some things going for the Sixers in summer league. And then my last guy, who I'm in love with, Ricky Council the fourth, not to be confused uh, with his other brothers, Ricky Council the second or Ricky Council the third, um, or his dad, Ricky Council. Um, but he will be in summer league playing for the Sixers, and he is going to be pissed off that he did not get drafted. And I just want to circle it right now. Ricky Council, the fourth, is going to ball out. And the Sixers had no picks, but they made some noise, made some waves with these two ways. And I think those three guys, if you're a college basketball fan, you should like the Sixers. That's what I wanted to say. And, and they flirted with Oscar Shibwe, by the way. Like Shibwe was yeah. another name that I had heard originally. And then he ends up going to the Pacers. But they obviously watch college basketball in Philadelphia. And I love that.
3: Yeah, yeah, they they like they like the college ball up there. Um, did they end up getting Marvin Bagley on an exhibit ten? I'd seen that Marcus a Bagley. Places. Yes, they Marcus, did. Sorry. Mark, yeah, Marcus, sorry, Marcus is on an
0: exhibit ten as well. So the, yeah, another college basketball guy. I mean, you know, Bobby Hurley did not was not too much of a fan of him, but he's going to get a chance, right? So that's that's all you can ask for. But the Sixers will
3: be fun. I think you're right about like their summer league team. And I know, you know, I'm sure we'll probably talk more about summer league as we approach because we both seem to be enthusiasts for it. Um, But I mean, Turquavion and and Council together, it's going to be there's definitely going to be some like what the hell are they doing moments, I think, with that with that summer league squad. But I think it's going to be fun. Like, I think they're going to put a lot of points up. Council might lead summer league in scoring. Like he might go in there with it with that kind of agenda. Like and he can he can create for himself in that kind of environment. So that wouldn't shock me
0: at all. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Ricky Council does. Um, I wanted to shout out just a, a few other names if, if you're a fan of the show. Some of our OSPers that got signed, Serge Jabari Rice uh, signs a two-way with the Spurs. So if you're going to watch Wimby, if you're going to watch City Sissoko, you're also going to see Serge Barry Rice. And I think Serge Jabari Rice translates well. Um, Charles Bediaco from Alabama also on that team. He got a training camp deal, so he'll be on the summer league team. I really like what the Spurs did with some of their additions and uh, shout out to Serge Ibari. That's going to be fun. Um, the Rockets, uh, I'm in Thompson, obviously, Cam Whitmore. They also get Matthew Meyer um, from Baylor who transferred to Illinois. I mean, he he's a really fun player, right? He's got a lot of personality, a lot of pizzazz. I think he's going to add something to that team. Uh, shout out to the magic obviously we know Anthony Black Jet Howard I was a little bit down on but uh, my magic people in my life have been going to my neck about this uh, you you defended Jet Howard as well right you' you're okay with that pick you're fine with it at 11.
3: cerudi and I talked about it like the d- night of and I said I was like I, I think it's fine I think it's okay and he was like you're the only one I was like well uh <laughs> no I never I never totally got there like I, people were quick to move. There, there can be, like, this, this like, trailing horse energy sometimes with a player who's sort of on the fringes where they're like, no, actually, this guy's better than the, than the guy that everybody's been talking about. And we can get a little froggy with that sometimes, I think. But, like, Jed Howard, I think, projects as somebody they can slot in and play him at the two or the three, play him with Fultz, and you could you could be like, okay, Fultz, Jet, you know, Franz, Paolo, and then Wendell, get you some movement shooting. I think that he's he's got some things to work on with his jump shot, like his release, he shoots it kind of out in front of his face but he's a real fluid shooter um i i didn't hate that pick at all i i think it's going to be interesting like don't don't get too down on it uh, too early there, magic i mean i really wanted kason to go there to them i thought he was the perfect fit for what the magic needed um but you know i i don't i don't hate it at all i i i think that like anthony black gives them some like connective playmaking he's going to guard multiple positions you'd right, like to get a shooter there the
0: mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah you'd like to get a shooter there but he's somebody that just has a lot of defensive motor so I,
0: I i like him for them i think the i think the magic did pretty well yeah you know who else i like for the magic summer league signing tiger campbell uh tiger oh, campbell yeah. is a name that i i'm excited about uh one other team and one other player i think he was the main character of draft night uh shout out to canada shout out to toronto shout out to ovo shout out to drake uh grady dick oh. the dick pick
2: um the numbers th- was a marquise noel thanks so well
0: it's coming kyle Because. <laughs> okay, all right because first you get the Grady Dick pick, and uh and everyone's like, wow, this guy dressed up like Dorothy. I think I love it. I'm not sure. Then the TikToks come out. People are like, I, I think this guy's fun. And then they match the energy by signing the star of March Madness, Marquise Noel, on a two way deal. Muggsy Bogues is tweeting about it, how excited he is, hard over height. Um, so the Raptors class, having Grady Dick, having Marquise Noel, I feel like. They're kind of under the radar because it's a smaller class. Desmond Cambridge Jr. also signed a summer league deal with them. But I think Noel and Grady Dick, I'm going to fall in love with. The little two-man game, that's my NBA jam combo right there, Noel and Dick. Um, I'm excited to watch them. And I think the Raptors, they're flying under the radar, but we should fall in love with them, especially Marquise Noel getting an opportunity. I hope I wished he would have got drafted, you know, for the good of March Madness, but it- I'm still happy he got a two-way deal. You know who did get drafted, though? Who? Our boy, Isaiah Wong. Yeah, there you go. Isaiah- Shout out to Isaiah Wong. Um, he's another name to throw out there. Uh an OSP or Kobe Brown, another guy, gets drafted in the first round. Our guy. guy. Right. Yeah. That was a that was a good one. Uh Jalen Clark of UCLA gets drafted. A lot of people do not have him on the draft board.
3: We we gotta point out something important here that I think is gonna be, you know, we love Summer League. We've expressed that. One of the big one of the big things that's gonna happen at Summer League is Imani Bates is gonna be playing for the Cavs. Yeah. That's gonna be wild. With i Pete just, Nance, just a
0: little two man yeah. game.
3: I'm excited to see what's gonna go down. I hope that they just you know, and Wendell Green, you know <laughs> oh, the guy yeah, that the that's guy, gonna be the guy that made <laughs> the guy that made every NBA analyst who wanted to watch Jabari Smith play almost made their heads pop. Uh That was that was a fun thing to observe. Uh But yeah, Imani, Imani and Wendell Green together. I just I'm excited to see that pairing. I don't know. I think that's gonna yield some. Some interesting moments for sure. I hope he goes wild. Take the take the
0: take the governor off. Let him rev the engine. Put some shots up. Right, right, hundred uh, percent. Also, shout out my guy Muhammad Gay. Uh, out of Washington State, goes to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Seth Lundy, Muhammad Gay, Kobe Bufkin, David Singleton out of UCLA, who has not missed a three uh, since I've been watching the guy play basketball, and Jarkel Joyner, who transferred from Mississippi State to NC State. Um, He's a good guard. So the Hawks are a fun team. Um, One other name I wanted to to float out there, which is just fascinating because we love when the families uh, are involved in this. Jacob Toppin going to the Knicks on a two-way deal. I know that's exciting, right, for the Toppen family. A little bit of connective tissue there has to
3: be. Has to be. I wanted to point out too, like, um, well, I have a bet for you here in a second, but I wanted Please. to point out. I, I don't. I don't know how much. I don't know how much I like the new like mess hall setup that they're doing with it with the NBA with the NBA draft setup. You know, it just kind of mm-hmm. feels like we're at like
2: cafeteria camp. Felt like camp. Yeah, know? yeah, it felt very yeah. much like camp.
3: Yeah, I just felt like somebody was, you know, getting ready to get up and I don't know, whatever. But
2: uh, start a chant. Yeah.
3: Sing. Yeah. <laughs> P- pray to the spirit of the camp. Camp John NBA draft.
2: Jacob, Jingle hunger. That's what it
3: yeah. feels like. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, arts and crafts are at 2 p.m. <laughs> um, yeah, I just was curious about that. You know, Obi hasn't really, it's early still. You know, Obi, his career, there were a lot of people. He kind of obviously burst on the scene a little later. He's 24 years old now. He's yet to average over 10 points a game. He's yet to average 20 minutes per game going into year four. I'm just curious. At first, when I thought this, I was like, "Oh, that's just stupid. Come on. I'm going to say it out loud. If I gave you a bet and I said like, hey, what do you think the chances are that Jacob Toppin somehow in the end becomes a better NBA player than Obi Toppin. What do you what do you think? What do you think the what do you think the the line on that should be? Do you think that's possible? Is that crazy? My out of my mind. I don't know. Are they trying to get a cheaper Toppin? What are they trying to do here?
0: I think they're trying to get a cheaper Toppin. And, and I think they're trying to cut ties with Obi. And he thinks it's a good thing. He's like, they can't trade me now because my brother's on the team and they're like, gotcha. Uh we just got the cheaper version and uh, stand
3: over this trap door while yeah, I pull. Yeah, we'll, we'll lever. see if yeah. he can
0: jump higher than you and uh, and develop that corner 3 quicker. That's I mean I think that's the argument, but I'd say the odds are like plus 450 for Jacob Toppin okay. to have a better NBA career which, you know, is more favorable odds than than most people would say. Um I love Obi Toppin. I really do. I I just hate that he's kind of shelled behind Julius Randle. And there's really no end in sight, you know, because it seems like the Knicks are going to hold on to Julius uh, until they can find the right trade partner at some point. So um, who knows who that will be. But I, I like Jacob Topp and I like the fit, but I I feel like Obi should not feel too safe. You know what I mean? That's really that's really the wink-wink of it all. It's like you think your little brother's there not to take your job? Well, he is. He definitely is. Don't work
3: out, Nick. Do, as tempting as it might be, don't work out side-by-side side with your brother, Obi. You want You don't want any kind of like, you don't want to give them any ideas visually. Like they see you together and they're like, wait a minute. These yeah. are kind of Jacob's the same. a little
0: bit taller. Jacob's yeah. jumping a little bit higher. Jacob's uh, yeah, got wow. a little bit more energy, a little bit more effort. Maybe uh maybe a he's funnier our guy. too, yeah. more fun to be around. Yeah, yeah right. Teams teammates <laughs> like him. A lot of people went to his birthday party. You know, Telling some funny jokes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying,
3: look at the, the cap sheet. I just, you know, I, I don't don't give them a reason, Obi. I would just say don't don't fall into the into the trap because they might uh, they might be cold blooded. They might pull the rug on you.
0: Yeah, I uh, we, we got a lot of uh, summer league coverage on the way. Um, I'm excited for that. We're both going to be uh, in Las Vegas, right for summer league. Kyle oh, man, that's correct. So we'll, we'll both see a lot of these teams in person. Um, one other name I wanted to shout out, I mean, we, we don't really talk about it much on the show, but I just thought it was a great signing by the Nuggets. Hunter Tyson. Um, The Nuggets get Julian Strother late in the first round. They get Jalen Pickett. Jalen Pickett, I think, is a great addition to that team. But I just see Hunter Tyson um, somehow being a part of the actual team next year and making a contribution. I don't know why, but there was something in my gut. When I saw Hunter Tyson in the Nuggets, I'm like, wow, that's a great pick. Um, and if you haven't watched him play, go check out tape on Hunter Tyson. So that's that's my last shout out. Shout out to the champs. Shout out to the Nuggets. I thought they had a really good draft. Armand Franklin, another name out of Virginia, formerly Indi- Indiana on an exhibit 10. Um, I like what the Nuggets did as well. Um, let's get the shout outs, Kyle, man, because we, there's so much going on in this world. And we only have so little time here. Uh, shout out to West Virginia. They are just getting pillaged. Was the word that you used? Um, I mentioned it on our last episode. I talked about the transfer portal. I talked about what's going to happen, um, and it's all happening right now. And uh, everyone is going after West Virginia players. The only person who is standing packed uh, with West Virginia is Kirk Chrisa. He took his, he put his name in the portal, then he took his name out of the portal. Um, he might be bad guy of the week. I don't know how much money he got paid to stay at West Virginia, but shout out to him. Um, I know it was six figures, and I know that it was, uh, you know, high six figures when uh, he was shopping himself around. So, again, shout out to him. He got it done. But uh, your thoughts quickly on West Virginia, that situation. And uh, I know that Kentucky fans are excited about this, correct? Uh, yeah.
3: I mean, it's it's a heck of a situation to be in that they're sort of leaning heavily on the idea and checking their phones constantly about like a uh, a, a type of player that Cal A has not enabled in the past. B is you know bounced around three or four different times. I don't know. That's who they're leaning on to save them. Um, <laughs> I think that's interesting. Whatever. Uh, I mean, um, Trey Mitchell is the guy that is the the power forward who I think started at Texas, ended up at UMass, ended up at West Virginia, and now uh, since the the Huggins thing has gone down, um, you you know, he's he's sort of a he's going to be one of the more fluid shooters. I made this point on Twitter the other day. He's going to be one of the more like fluid front court shooters that Cal's had uh, at UK. If he does, there is some sort of like scuttlebutt that that's going to get done really shortly. It may be done by the time this pod goes up because I know he was visiting this weekend, right? Um. If, if cal lets him go wild it'll be interesting i th- I think he's gonna be a good spacer for the guards that they have coming in i th- i think just right away but I think they kind of l- have to let him be the volume shooter that he wants to be um yeah he's he's a skilled guy but uh i don't know i'm i'm not it's a wait and see for me before before I get carried away about what it's gonna mean for their season but yeah this is just what happens man i mean like uh, you open you open the door and say hey come get this stuff we're getting rid of it and college coaches. Even if you don't open the door, they're gonna come in there and try to, to try to raid the the cupboard. So uh yeah, that's that's where Kentucky is right now, feeling about with uh, Trey Mitchell.
2: Yeah, and, er- and everyone else is there. So it says, I mean, shout out to Matt Norland. I'm just reading this thing. West Virginia names the assistant coach Josh Eilert. And then it says he's a longtime West Virginia staffer and was the preferred choice of the players. Mm-hmm. But the players are out, right? So what well, uh, of of the player, Kirk Crease. Okay, okay. Kirk Crease
0: was, that's who he wanted
2: to get <laughs> That was part hired. of his deal. <laughs> they were like,
0: we got to keep one of these guys on the roster. And Kirk Crease said, that will be me. Um, well, the franchise
3: guy gets a lot of pull. And Kirk Crease, you know, he's the franchise guy in West Virginia now. And uh, he got
0: his guy. I think it makes sense. And it changes just the whole coverage of West Virginia. They were going to be a, you know, last dance, Bob Huggins, top 25, all season long type team. Now they're just... Uh, you know, we'll watch Kirk Krista take 30 shots a night type team, which is going to be fascinating to see how, how that looks. And look, West Virginia fans, they seem really excited about Krista coming back. I hope that he does play well. I hope that he fits in. Um, but it, that, that whole situation obviously is just, you know, not ideal for anyone. And then also the assistant Eilert that they hire, he comes from Kansas state as uh, a Kansas state grad was with Bob Huggins for 14, 15 years. He's a Huggins guy. Um, so that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to keep these Huggins recruits in the building by getting a Huggins guy. Kirk Creasa falls in line. Everybody else, it seems, is uh, you know just trying to see what their options look like, and then we'll see how it all kind of you know pans out in the end. But yeah, West Virginia is a little bit of a mess. Um, speaking of a mess, shout out to your guy, Will Wade. Um, we love when Will <laughs> Wade is brought up. He just... Uh, My guy! That's your guy. Uh, he got a show calls penalty. We don't hear many of those... Uh, these days, but Will Wade said, watch this. Uh, he gets a 10 game suspension. Um, again, he is coaching uh, for people that don't know. He is at McNeese State, um, the alma mater of Joe Dumars. Um, so it is a school that has some history. Uh, will Wade will probably be pulling a Rick Stansbury like what he did at Western Kentucky, but at McNeese State. So there's going to be you talk about cupboards being raided. Good luck. Will Wade will be raiding the cupboards very soon. Um, and especially once he gets done with this 10-game suspension. But uh, did you enjoy seeing that headline? I, I thought it was kind of a nice little, oh, yeah, that's right. Will Wade, he's back, baby. Oh, well, I just forgot there were rules when I saw that <laughs> thing come out. That's right. There are rules. <laughs> will Wade was like, I will do whatever I can, um, and we'll see what happens. And uh, he still has a job. He just has to miss 10 games. So he's he's okay there. So shout out to Will Wade. That's, that's a that's a big shout out for everybody out there um, that is a fan of second chances in this world. Um, that's all I really got, Kyle, man. Uh, any more shout outs from you? We missed you on the show. Shout out to you for coming back. Um, shout out to the whole man family. Um, uh, you know, we we appreciate you coming on the show, sharing uh, all the insights. And, uh, you know, it, it's just better with you here, right, Kyle? I agree with that. Big time. Just big time better.
3: Oh, man, I missed it. I missed it. I couldn't wait. I was I was ready to get back and just kind of feel some normalcy for sure, for sure. But uh, totally, totally. And I think another thing that we should mention, too, on uh, on the shout-outs thing is, uh, you know, our guy Kevin Clark texted me right after this happened that, uh, you know, we mentioned Isaiah Wong, but Jordan Miller actually got taken ahead of Isaiah Wong. Right. And Kevin Clark texted me and was like, the, you know, the Clippers no ball, basically, because I think Miami <laughs> fans kind of felt that way that like Jordan Miller was the guy we we sang Jordan Miller's praises all yep. during the ncaa tournament he seems like a plug and play type type player makes sense for them uh and also you know Jordan Jordan Walsh is the other one that's the guy yes. i think the ringer i i contended that the ringer was higher cumulatively on Jordan Walsh than uh than anybody else i think than any other publication or website Uh, And now we get to sort of like indoctrinate Bill with it, I think, even further. We can like get in his ear and be like, hey, I think this guy needs a podcast. Yeah, Just because I think we've gone so far, I think we need to just continue going. Uh, We believe in this Jordan Walsh kid, and it's going to be fun to see uh, if that sticks or if he learns to hate him. I don't know. It's going to be fun to see Jordan Walsh on the Celtics.
0: Yeah, Bill sent me a clip uh, of the show that we did, and I said Jordan Walsh of the Celtics. And I, I think it was just one of those like culture fits. That just made a lot oh, of. sense. Oh, you predicted that? I, I guess that. I did. I, I he sent me the little clip. He was like, "When when did you hear this?" And I was like, "I I, I don't know. I just I just thought it was. I just felt felt inevitable at some level." And uh, now he's much beloved uh, by the Boston fans, like you said. They they're all talking about how he should have been a lottery guy. Um, they're going to be higher than we were on him, that's for sure. And he's a nice like. Uh, you lose Marcus Smart, you lose some grit. Like Jordan Wash is a type of rookie that. He's got a lot of grit, and he's going to pick up guys full court like Master P on the Hornets. You know what I mean? That's going to be what he does (laughs) from day one. Um, So love that. And also, shout out to the Jelly Fam, Javon Quinterly, uh, transferring out of Alabama. I forgot to mention him. Um, I don't know if we're we're at the point where we got to say RIP to the Jelly Fam because it feels like... The the fam is uh, is fasting at this point, but who knows where Quinterly goes. Uh, But Alabama has something up their sleeve, obviously, if he's in the portal looking around at this point. He's a grad transfer as well, so the deadline doesn't matter to him. Um, But I forgot to shout him out. Shout out to Quinterly. We'll see what happens. Obviously, he was involved with the Arizona stuff with Book Richardson way back in the day, the original FBI scandal. So he's one of the last ties we have uh, to the FBI playbook on college basketball. So shout out to Quinterly. Um Kyle, you
2: you have a shout out, right? You googled something about college yeah, basketball. Yeah, this is just my, you know, my my weekly Monday college basketball news google. Shout out to The Spun by Sports <laughs> Illustrated. Um The what? The Spun by Sports <laughs> Illustrated. Fans just, this is the headline. Fans distraught over Angel Reese's personal life announcement. and It was oh, like no. the one of the two things that wasn't uh or, you know, the new West Virginia thing. The announcement is that she said on Twitter it casually mentioned that she has a boyfriend. So this was a whole. Oh. This is a three-minute read on on, on this fun, uh, part the distraught over personal life announcement. She's got like, a boyfriend. like the,
0: fans <laughs> the fans are distraught. Like her her diehard fans are like, it should have been me.
2: Th- yeah, it's just we, it's just <laughs> oh, weirdos who are like, okay, damn, you mean best friend? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know yeah. if this
0: was a swifty
3: protecting protecting the, the queen type thing. Of like, here's oh, uh, this is one quote. Shit, now hey, we got to worry. You about, ain't going.
2: Yeah. Oh, this is a terrible spell thing. You're not going to boyfriend me to death like I wasn't in them DMs pouring out my soul to you all season long. (laughs) Who said that? Just, I mean, this is a guy. Just a guy. (laughs) Anonymous fan. So uh, thank you to the spun for really getting something else out there on the college basketball news. Uh, Really well done. As you can (laughs) tell by the
0: spun's headlines, it is the dog days of summer. Uh, We are doing our best to to get coverage uh, and get content out of this summer. But again, we have summer league coming up in a week. um, So that's going to be good stuff for us. I'm excited for that. Kyle, man, thank you so much for being back on the show. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Correct. Yeah. We're back. We're back in the saddle. I think, I
3: think we're back. We can safely say that. We are back. So right. good to be back. All Happy right. to I think be I back. believe you.
0: Yeah. Kyle says he believes <laughs> you. Again, this has been One Shining Podcast. Appreciate Kyle man, being back. Shout out to our producer, Kyle Crichton, one of the uh, most trusted married man in America. So go, uh, go support him where you can. And we'll be back Thursday on One Shining Podcast. And we'll see you then.